After constantly being bombarded with emails, phone calls, and text messages on a daily basis asking, what would you do? Sometimes it's an, oh crap, I made a mistake, help me. And sometimes it's just a question about the latest technology and do we feel it's worth the investment? We want to help answer all of these questions. So welcome to What Would Larry Do? featuring Dr. Ann. We'll be interviewing experts in the industry to help answer the questions that you desire to know the answers to. And now, it's time for What Would Larry Do? featuring Dr. Ann. Hello, everybody, and welcome to What Would Larry Do? I am Dr. Ann. So we're here to get started with our first episode, and what I really want to get into is why are we doing this and what is the whole basis behind this? So I'm going to start by introducing you to Larry Helwig. He is well known in the aesthetics laser industry and has been a guru for, you know, eons now, as we'd like to say. So I'm just going to start off by turning it over to him and having Larry tell us a little bit about himself. Well, thank you, Anne. Uh, I've been in the industry for over 20 years, about 25 years now. And I started in the business, um, I had another business in the medical industry, and uh, uh, a lot of my sales force had gotten into laser, and they said, you should do it. Get into laser. You have a medical background. You know this stuff. You're, you'll get onto this stuff quickly, and why don't you do it? And at the time, I thought, uh, I don't know, you know, but... I started uh, paying attention to them, and I got on board with a laser company, one of the first big companies in the industry, and it was, it was wild. It was just like every week there was a workshop and a course, and I went all over the country, and I listened to every single one. I took notes, paid attention, and pretty soon I became very knowledgeable, and it was like, okay, this is cool. I get it. Not only do I sell lasers, but I know it, I understand it, I know what happens to tissue, and I can help a lot of people with this. And, uh, and so that was it. That was kind of the beginning of learning everything, taking a lot of notes, wanting to be the best at it, and that's just kind of, uh, I think it's in my DNA. I want to I know it, and I want to understand it uh, better than anyone. So that's, that's how it all got started. Well, good. And over the years, I would say probably the last 25 years, you have um, become known as Laser Larry. So it's what you do, it's what people know you as. So tell me a little bit, our whole idea with this show is called What Would Larry You Do? So if you're not out there, you haven't met us yet, WWLD, right? So when you get into trouble, that's what you want to ask yourself. So where did this idea come from? Well, it, it started with, um, well, if I go back again, I, I wanted to know it and I wanted to know it so well and I was looking at, you know, places that I, I got involved doing lecturing and doing some training. And I started realizing that a lot of the training out there was average. You know, you could take someone who really wanted to know it and wanted to understand it. But then the instructor was uh, just not great, just pretty average. So, you know, no matter how bad somebody wants to learn, they may have all the right tools and attitude. But... If the trainer's not very good, you don't get much out of it. And, and I thought, well, this, that's stupid. You know, that, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and uh, so as time went on, I thought, okay, I'm going to become a professional trainer, which is totally different than just average. You know, I want to be exceptional. I want to be outstanding. I want to take people and really give them all the tools that they need to be successful. 
and that's uh, that's kind of how it got going. And and I started going to offices, the manufacturers, different. And I've been with so many companies over the years, and right now we help oh four or five different companies all the time, do training and education, and we lecture all over the country and Canada and. And so we've been at this for a long time, and you develop relationships with offices. But when you go in as a professional and you're giving information that other people aren't giving, it's like, wow, I didn't get that. And so uh, there is a lot of turnover in offices, just part of the industry, and uh, uh, people do go from place to place. And so there, you know, you got new people there. And so if you're invited in to teach, I feel like you always have to give way more than what they expect. Just, just really load them up with good quality information and how to make it work. And not just that device, but how to make it work with other devices and uh, how to uh, assess a patient so that whatever device you're using, you're going to get the most out of it and the patient's going to benefit. So I think it's important. And, and, you know, again, a lot of people out there just aren't doing it very well. Yeah, I would agree. So you and I both have been teaching advanced aesthetic treatments all over the United States for years now. Um, but one of the reasons why we decided to do this show is besides, you know, the, the need for good training out there, because all it takes is one stupid person taking an amazing procedure, burning the hell out of somebody, and then now that person's going to tell the entire world, don't ever do that treatment, or you are going to end up burned, which we know is not true. Most of the time it's just they they have bad training or they don't care or they're arrogant or whatever it is. And they're literally ruining our industry because they're idiots. So you and I came up with this idea, too, because we meet all these people when we're training and we constantly get bombarded with questions. I would have to say on a daily basis, the amount of emails, text, text messages and phone calls that you get that really are these. Can you what do you think of this technology all the way to, you know, you'll get photographs in your email of I burned the hell out of this patient what do I do now so what are some of the experiences that you've had while training that make you realize that there's a need for more education in the aesthetic industry well that's exactly right we get so many of those thousands every year and once they know you and understand you they're going to communicate with you all the time and everything that comes up comes to you and uh, so we're happy to take those and we want to help everyone in the industry and a lot of times I'm in offices, and the part of the problem is the standard of, uh, let's say, the requirements for treating vary dramatically from state to state. In many states, there are no requirements whatsoever. You do not have to be certified. You do not have to have any, really, qualifications whatsoever to do treatments. And so people can come in off the street. Somebody there teaches them how to do it. And uh, to the best of their ability, again, not being a professional trainer, and it's like, oh, crap. You know, I come in there and I'm thinking, okay, i got to get the hell out of here before they kill someone. <laughs> and it's not quite that severe. But, you know, when you're, when you're talking to someone who does a particular treatment every day, let's say IPL, intense pulse light, which is uh, for photofacial, okay, and you're asking what wavelengths they they use, and they don't have a clue what you're talking about. Boy, the, you know, it's like, okay, flashing red light here. They don't understand pulse width. They just kind of use what they saw on a chart, and the understanding is so pathetic. And, and so no matter what I'm teaching, 
I'll take time, give them some foundation, give them some information because that's not safe. That's that that is crazy. And in in the state of Arizona, you are required by law if you're going to touch a laser, you have to know it, you have to understand it. And again, not all training is the same, but we have very small courses. You know, we we don't want more than five people in the class so that everybody gets it. Some schools will have, you know, 20, 30 people, and I don't know how anyone learns. But anyway, we like to have it be very, very private, almost like one-on-one, so that when you're done, you know it. And that, that just happens. There was another scenario where I, I was called into an office. I was very upset because they were doing body contouring. They bought some very expensive technology, and they were using it on patients, and uh, and this was to reduce volume. So it's basically killing fat. And I come in, and they show me all these pictures of people uh, that were very unhappy, and they did exactly, the machine did exactly what it's supposed to do. It killed fat. So these people should not have had volume reduction. They should have had skin tightening first. And so the sequence, you know, it's wrong. And so if you are killing volume on someone that has loose skin to begin with, what do you think is going to happen? Right? Saggy skin. Yeah, exactly. So, that, you know, you see stuff, and these are just stupid little mistakes. But to a patient, that's not a little mistake. That's huge. And there's, you know, there's no, no reason for something like that to happen. Well, especially if they spent $5,000 and they're expecting a certain result, and now they feel like they look worse. Yep. And that's, that's how the problem, so we're both expert witness in lawsuits, and we've been in that arena for a while, and, you know, we get these lawsuits, and you realize how ridiculous, you know, what happened, happened. It just, it doesn't make any sense. So, you know, again, let's go back to the people. It doesn't matter what office it is. It could be a, a dermatology office. It could be a plastic surgery office. It could be a med spa you know, it's not the plastic surgeon doing the treatment. This isn't surgery. It's not the dermatologist. It's not dermatology. You know, they may oversee it, but you have some individual and at a a spa or a clinic, it's the same thing. You have an individual doing it. What does that individual know? How good is that individual? What kind of experience do they have? And I just highly recommend that if you're going out and, you know, shopping around a little bit, check the credentials. How certified are they? Have they gone through training? And I absolutely believe it's all about the individual. It could be an esthetician. It could be a laser tech. It could be anyone. If they get it and they know it and they understand it, they can do it as well as anyone out there. It's just about the education and how bad they want to they do well. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, back to one of the things you were talking about, my favorite thing is, is, you know, when I meet people and I'll ask them questions and they'll say, okay, you know, and I'll say, what devices do you have? And they'll say, oh, like Qterra, Cineron, whatever. And I say, well, what wavelengths are on that device? And they're, they're completely blank. They're like, I, wait, what do you mean what wavelengths are on there? I have, you know, the Qterra Zio. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is, when it comes to lasers, everything is based on a wavelength. Like, that's behind it is the laser biophysics. And the amount of people who, who have zero clue about laser biophysics in the background and what's actually happening that's where things go wrong that's why we're experts in lawsuits is because these people aren't taking the time to know their technology know what the safety is know what to be able to do and so that's why you and i have made it our goal to get out there and like let's help everyone understand it 
Because if we can teach them the basics and then they can take the time to really get to know their equipment and do this safely, you know, we can offer patients a world of amazing treatments and do it safely. So that brings me on to my next question is, you know, there's other people out there who teach. So what makes you and your trainers at Clear Skin Institute better? Well, I think it starts with the individual. You know, uh, not, not everyone. Some people are real happy being average, right? You, you see that. And uh, there, are, there are things that you could do in life that are average that's probably okay. I don't think aesthetics is a place for average. I think you want to be uh, outstanding. I think you want to be exceptional. And you should really know and understand technology and wavelength and skin light tissue interaction, things like that. And there's a lot of people who don't know that. And so when we're doing training or we're doing a class, we get to see how the individuals, how the students are reacting in the class. And the difference is dramatic. It's like how you were brought up and how you learn and how you pay attention and, and all of that. And I, we try very desperately to get across the point that you are going to change someone's life by what you do. If you do a really good job, you're going to change their life for the, for the better. That's, that's what this business does. Uh, but if you do a poor job, you know, it can go in the other direction. And so you, you sort of meet people. And I like to find people that have a really high internal emotional need to succeed. And I look for that in people. It's a high internal emotional need to succeed. If they have that, it just seems like they have the attitude, they have, you know, the personality goes with it, they have the enthusiasm, and they want to do it. They want to do it really well. So I think that's kind of the beginning, and you start to meet people like that. And so that's our, those are the people that are on our team at Clearskin Institute. This is what we do, and we have, I think, the best training team in the United States, without question, and no matter what it is we're teaching, we do it with a, a lot of integrity, a lot of emotional, because we, you know, it, it is emotional. Everything we're doing is emotional. You have to have passion when you're doing this. And uh, again, if you're not passionate about it, you're probably not doing this industry any favors. And so we're into it. We love it. We get good people. We have a lot of experience with all the technology and we work it so that people understand exactly what they're going to get out of it and the patients will benefit. Yep, so Clear Skin Institute of Laser Aesthetics is the name of your business. And, you know, I'm your medical director. I'm there with you. But what are some of the courses that are taught by Clear Skin Institute? Well, we, we train just about everything from head to toe. Um, if you would like to grow more hair on your head, <laughs> we... <laughs> <laughs> we can do that, and we teach that. So Now, every, can you help them grow more hair on their chest, too? <laughs> we can certainly try. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we do everything from head to toe. So, uh, you know, skin tightening is a big one because we don't have the collagen that we once had. You know, as we age, uh, we lose a lot of, of what we need in our dermis. That's the thick part of our skin is basically disintegrating every year. And it gets, you know, less and less and less. And so you need to have, you know, technology that's going to take care of that and to improve that. And, and uh, it's part of what we do. 
Yep. Yes. Because in reality, after you uh, turn 35, your life's over, right? It it's is. It's all downhill after that? It's going south, and it goes <laughs> south in a hurry. And so we see things like that. And so, you know, we'll teach skin tightening because it's such an important part of what we do. We teach uh, how to do a really good quality photofacial. And photofacial uh, gets rid of your pigment. It get rid of, gets rid of your vessels. It brightens your skin. And if you do it the right way, it's called forever young. And you can anti-age while removing pigment from your skin. And so I think that's an important uh, program to teach. Uh, we teach resurfacing. That's much more aggressive. It's where you give us uh, one to two weeks of your life and we give you 20 years back on your face. Mm -hmm. And it's much more aggressive. It's not for the faint of heart. However, it does change things and it changes things for the, for the better so fast. So that's a very powerful treatment and we teach that all over the country and in Canada. And uh, what else? We teach body, body contouring. So body contouring is big. How to shape someone. How to, give, how to give them a really good body. And it's amazing what happens with that. So you'll get, uh, you can look at a body, do an assessment, and all of a sudden you say, okay, I want better thighs. I want my abdomen smaller and tighter. I want uh, my love handles gone, whatever. That's, if you can assess and you really learn what's going on with the body, you pay attention to it and you know how to treat it, you can give people just fantastic bodies. So again, we teach how to do that. We teach leg veins, how to get rid of leg veins. Uh, we teach all the injectables, mm -hmm. everything you can inject pretty much for filler and uh, uh, neurotoxin. So that's great. Those are great training programs. And we're one of the leading thread lift uh, training facilities in the United States. We do a lot of thread training. And threads, again, can be used pretty much anywhere in the body. And uh, it makes quite a difference to your overall outcome. So just no knowing how to do that and to do that right, it's very helpful. Mm -hmm. So uh, what am I forgetting? Um, you know, that covers a lot of it, but yeah. really it's pretty much any kind of laser treatment that's out there we train for, but we also do the practice management, the consultation, just really helping people how to learn how to run their practice. And I think that's one of the things that you and I have seen multiple times. It's, we'll travel to these offices and they're amazing, you know, OBGYN or dermatology offices, and they have, you know, a database of 15, $20,000 patient or 20,000 patients. We get there, and they literally have no clue how to make it work in the aesthetics industry. Because the number one problem is insurance is not telling these people to come in and see you. So unless you are doing something to get these people in their door, the whole myth of if you build it, they will come, we know that's a lie. <laughs> that's right. There's a lot of people that have lasers and have different technologies sitting there idle all day. And so... I think, too, you know, when people come into your clinic or your facility, wherever it is, it's how they're, they're treated, it's how they're cared for, and letting them know that you actually know what you're doing, I think, is so critical. People want to be educated on this, and they go and they Google a lot of the treatments, and, 
and uh, what it does and how it does it and that type of thing. So they come in with some information. And I would hope to think that, uh, that you know a lot more about it than they do when they come in. Otherwise, I think you're in trouble. Yeah, because sometimes it's the wrong information that they're coming in with. Right, it's that's always right. my favorite when they show up, um, you know, at the consultation telling you exactly what treatment they want where and they're completely wrong, yeah. you know. And that's where, you know, we try to remind these offices, you really are the expert, right? So don't be afraid to take that expert role in the room. Don't feel that lack of self-confidence when you're new at this procedure. But the key is really take the time to become that expert so that you are, you know, comfortable in the rooms when you're doing it. Now, um, what are, you know, we, we are developing this podcast not only for practitioners that are out there, but patients, right? So we want to really help patients when they're saying, what would Larry do too? Because what are some of the issues that we find with patients in the aesthetics world running into? Well, a lot of patients will come in and they have preconceived ideas. So that's part of it. And understanding the difference between surgical and non-surgical treatments. A lot of times you think, oh, I'm going to come in, get this little treatment, and it will give me the exact same outcome as a surgical procedure. And uh, there are you know, non-surgical procedures that will do that. But it's not a quick fix. This is multiple treatments over time. And boy, what a nice difference it can make. And there are situations where really non-surgical slow fixes are actually much better for you than a quick surgical fix. And so there's a lot of that going on and there's a lot of misconception out there about that. And so if you take tissue that's older tissue, let's say someone is in their 60s and they've never had a procedure ever and uh, they grew up in Arizona or Southern California or something (laughs) like that, uh, you know, what do you think your skin is going to be? You know, it's, it's going to be a little bit dried out. It's going to be thin. You're not going to have the elasticity that you once had. So in the consultation, you really have to have someone take a look at that. And so it was difficult for me a month ago when a consultation was done on me. (laughs) (laughs) By us. Yeah, yeah. Being (laughs) on the other side of the fence isn't a lot of fun, you know. And and so uh, what my staff was kind enough to do is grab my eyelids and pull on them. And sure enough, they stayed out. It Mm -hmm. was like, oh, my God, what the hell? You know, it's like... My eyelids are just staying there. So Meaning they were so saggy, there was no snap. Uh, there was no snap. <laughs> it was bad. And so, um, of, but of course. But of course, you know, we had to pick on Larry because he does this to people all the time. And eventually we will do a podcast on our consultations. But this is a man who is known across the United States <laughs> to have a woman on a stage in front of 50 people teaching him how to do consults. And he grabs her stomach. And makes her belly button talk with that extra fat and says, I like cookies. (laughs) So (laughs) for any of you that have been abused by him in that consultation in front of that large group of people, he got his payback when we were, um, you know, pulling on his saggy eyelids and we took all the photos for proof, too. That's right. Payback (laughs) is hell. And I uh, I experienced it firsthand. And uh, but, but the consultation is so critical 
and we do teach that. But mm-hmm. that's when, when patients come in, they're accustomed to getting, you know, a 15, 20-minute quick consult, and, and that's it. And you really can't do a good job. Uh, we have, you know, standard photography. We have 3D photography for the face. We have 3D photography for the body, and we have 3D body scanning. And we have every technology there is. I don't think anyone in the country has uh, more technology than we have. And the key to it is using that technology to determine exactly what is going on. And you should be able to grade something. If my eyelid is sticking out and is staying there and there's no elasticity, that is severe and that's a graded as a three. If it were, you know, pretty firm, it might be a one. But if it's moderate, it'd be a two. And so when you go through the face and you look at color and you look at laxity and you look at fine lines and you look at wrinkles and, you know, all of this you can do for the face and you can do it for the neck and you can do it for the chest. You can do hands. When you do this and you take the time to do it right, then you can figure out exactly what needs to happen and come up with a plan. Well, and this is the part for the patients that they need to understand. And I can guarantee you every single aesthetics office across the United States who does injectables has this problem. You have the patient who's 60 years old who probably needs a facelift. They show up. They want to buy one syringe of dermal filler and leave looking like they've had a facelift. And, yes, our syringes, you know, run from 600 to $900. Yes, that is an investment for some people. But what most people don't realize, most syringes of dermal filler are one ml or one milliliter. A teaspoon has five milliliters in it. So you're asking me to fix 60 years worth of damage with a fifth of a teaspoon of hyaluronic acid, right? There's No, that's not happening. So the importance that I think we're trying to get to for patients to understand and practitioners is you need to have the true evaluation in the consult so we can figure out what is, you know, what's going on with your skin, Where are you lacking? Is it the volume loss in your face? Is it the laxity? Is it the texture? Is it the pigment? You know, Larry, 15 years ago, was one of the inventors of what we call CT3. And this is how you assess your patients. Color, tone, texture, and tightening. Once you walk them through this, you can not only help them understand what is going on with their aging process, but now you can set them up with the technology that they need to actually fix what's going on. And you know, we're out here in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Our office is in Phoenix, but we're in Scottsdale right now. And I like to refer to Scottsdale as, you know, being very similar to Hollywood in L.A., where we have a lot of uh, what we call Stepford wives walking around out there, right? So the biggest fear of our patients, too, is going into an aesthetics office to get a treatment and looking like some of these, you know, Hollywood stars that we see that just have gone so wrong, right? You know, where they've got too much filler in their cheeks, too much filler in their lips. And you know, the primary reason why that happens is that they are trying to treat laxity or texture by replacing volume. So whoever was doing the consult actually completely gave the patient the wrong treatment, right? So you're blowing up their cheeks with filler and giving them this huge fat face to treat laxity in their jowls. I mean, that's terrible. And so for patients, we want to start to give you guys an idea of what is the right thing to do, but then they also need to be willing to commit to doing the treatments to repair their damage, right? Right. So, so just keep in mind that there is volume loss over time. 
you are going to lose some fat in your face. You lose about 1% muscle mass from age 40 on every year. So you're going to lose that. You, in Arizona, because of you know the climate and everything that we have going on here, you might lose as much as 2% collagen per year. So if you've lived here for 20 years, I mean, you can do the math. It all makes a difference. And so doing a really good assessment and realizing there are other things that have to come to play. You can't just take a volume loss for fat and just say, okay, we're just replacing it because fat also falls. So it's not where it used to be. And so that changes things. And many times in certain parts of our face, like under the eyes, you get eye bags, right? Those are not designer bags. Those are eye bags. <laughs> and so They're just, not the kind of bags you want to be carrying around. That's right? right. You don't want those bags. They look horrible. So you can fix that. But these are herniated fat pads. And so some areas of your face with age tend to do that. And if you go down to your mouth, on each side of your mouth, there's these fat areas, buckle areas, as we call it. And that area is another area where you tend to get extra fat. Sometimes it's just under your chin. Mm -hmm. Well, if you can get rid of that fat under the chin and along the jawline, we call that jawline definition. And that just changes everything. And so all of this starts with a really good consultation. Mm -hmm. And you can't do it in 5 or 10, 15 minutes. You really do need to assess it. You need to look at things from different angles. You do need to pull on the skin and see what laxity and, and does it have a snap to it or not. And that will help you determine what it's going to take to give you a result so you are the best version of yourself. Yeah. And that's it. You know, we don't want anything less than that. And some patients will say, well, I just want to look a little bit better. Well, a little bit better should be the best version of you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, why not, right? Yeah. And I, I think you're right with that because in their, in their mind, they're concerned about looking overdone. So they're like, I just want to look a little bit better. But in reality, they actually want to look like themselves when they were younger and look really good. And that's what we want to be able to help to give them. And I always just like to point out, too, I am, you know, our in top injector in our office. So I still love all the dermal fillers. I use them. When there is volume loss, you cannot replace it with a facelift or surgery. You actually have to put it back in with fillers or other things. It's just I feel like in the aesthetics industry, people have gone overboard with it. And that's where we get these weird looking people. You know, the aliens, the Stepford The wives. alien look. Oh, <laughs> if your lips hit the door before any other body part, you're in trouble. <laughs> Just kind of keep that in mind, and we do see that from time to time. Oh, my gosh, so much. <laughs> and I'm sure all the, the listeners out there who are patients, that's, that's the top fear I get when women come in to correct their lips is I don't want to look like a duck. We all uh, go back to First Wives Club with Goldie Hawn, and they're always thinking, just please don't make me look like that. And I'm thinking, you know, first off, with one-fifth of a teaspoon, that's not going to happen. <laughs> the ladies who look like that have done way too much. But yeah. more importantly, let's help you look like the best version of you, like you had brought up in that point. And another point with that that I think is important to talk about in doing an assessment is if you show up and you've never done anything and you're, you know, 50, 60 years old, um, 
and you want, let's say, the brown spots removed from your face, what you are seeing is 10%. 10%. The other 90% is just under the surface. And so we're kind enough to show you that. Mm-hmm. It's important that you actually know <laughs> he, what's what's actually there. He because says it's, kind. Yeah, yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna say is, is he's gonna make you feel pretty bad, but he's gonna tell you the truth. You yeah. know, and the truth hurts sometimes, but it's better that you know it. We're very honest about it, but we also are very honest about what we can do. And you know, removing that pigment, what's that going to do? It's going to make you brighter. You become re- more reflective instead of absorbing all the light that's hitting your face or your neck, or your chest, which is all one unit to us, because everybody in Arizona sees it. Uh, You do it all together, and you remove that pigment, and it is beautiful. What a nice difference, and you're much more reflective. Now, let's say we do that. But you also have some texture. Or eye bags. Or eye bags. Or fine lines and wrinkles. You have to understand that as we remove one thing and make it look much better, what is remaining is going to become more obvious, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to be there. And so what we try to do is say, these are the issues that you have. We can't sugarcoat it. They're there. They are real. And I'm guessing you don't like them. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's why you're here. And let's take it. You know, we can take it one step at a time. But at the end of the day, if all of those issues were gone, you would still look exactly like you, but maybe 10 years ago. Or 15 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. You would look so much younger and brighter and firmer and cleaner without the lines and without the wrinkles and the saggy skin. And so, and with saggy skin, just one point on that. Across the country, and again, I lecture everywhere, as does Dr. Ann, and, you know, we we give presentations and we do a lot of training. And, you know, what's interesting is aesthetics has gotten a little bit of a bad reputation because we underachieve. Mm -hmm. Why do we underachieve? Because we undersell. Now, I'm not referring to duck lips. I'm talking about the <laughs> overall look. The duck lips were oversold, and that, that's a mistake too. But if you only remove one thing, you are leaving everything else there. And to me, that is really doing a poor job. I've tried to describe it to patients as like your kitchen, right? So you move into this nice, you know, 1950s to 1970s house out here in Scottsdale, Arizona, and you decide you're going to redo your kitchen. And the contractor comes to your house, and he gives you an estimate, and you're thinking, that is way more than I want to pay for. Let's just go ahead and redo the floors because I can't handle that linoleum. Well, as soon as you put in that brand-new stone or tile floor, and it looks beautiful, but now you've got these old shabby cabinets with this laminate countertop and these lime green appliances what do you think is going to look worse, right? Everything else. You cannot leave behind the lime green appliances in this brand new kitchen or it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. It's the same thing with a patient in the consult. We have to help them understand it all. And yes, maybe they can't do it all at once. But, you know, when we go to the dentist, 
you know, and let's say we're having pain in one tooth, he just doesn't say, okay, that's the tooth we need to fix and here's how much it costs. No, he looks at every single part of our mouth, says, here's all the work you need to have done. Where would you like to start, right? And then you either do it all right then and there or you make a plan with the dentist. I'm going to start here and then work on here. So if you're going to redo your kitchen, it's okay if you only can start with the floors. You better have a plan for those terrible cabinets, countertops, and appliances, or it's it's going to make everything look worse. And that's kind of the same thing with our patients, right? Right. You need to take that approach to it and, and understand that if nothing has been done, there's no preventative work have been done, uh, it's going to be a little bit of a project, very possibly, and there are some things that, you know, to make a difference. And everyone's willing to work with you. You know, do it. You can do it step by step. But you can make such a nice difference. And, and why do people like this? They feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Self-esteem, confidence, the whole nine yards. And maybe it's how you're getting together for a family reunion. Maybe it's a high school reunion. Whatever it is, it doesn't make any difference. At the end of the day... You've done something for you, and that's kind of the key. A lot of people and, and w- women, you know, and I just, I've never understood this so much being a guy because when guys <laughs> come into my office, it's you, like, yeah, just do it. You know, I, yeah, you, you think I need that? I should have that? Okay, just do it. It's just done. Women are so accustomed to taking care of everybody. They take care of their kids. They take care of the neighbor kids. They take care of their parents. They take care of their spouse's parents. They take care of the neighbor's dog. You know, they take care of everybody, but sometimes themselves. And it's like, okay, you know, uh, let me think about this. Uh, whatever, I'm thinking, this is you. How many, how many lives do you have? You know, you go around once. Why not go around being the best version of you that you can possibly be and enjoy it? It's way more fun. Yeah, and you shouldn't have to feel guilty about it, right? Right. You should be allowed to take care of yourself, you know, feel good about yourself and not feel guilty about it. And you're right. That is something which, you know, I'm kind of laughing thinking Larry's admitting that he doesn't understand women. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've only been uh, working with him for 25 years. And, you know, it's it's a hormone thing. And we may have a whole discussion about hormones in one of these uh, uh, sessions because we do do hormone training and, mm-hmm. and treatments at our office. And uh, we really think that's important to be at your optimal level, not at the bottom range of normal, but be at yeah. the upper range of normal. Wow, what a difference. Yep. But anyway, well, what else do we have? Yeah, well, it's about time to wrap it up for this one because really this has just been kind of our intro to what the podcast is. So I have two quick questions for you on it okay. um, because really we just want to get across the point that we're here to answer questions, both practitioners and patients in the aesthetics industry. We are going to be covering multiple topics. We're going to be bringing on some of the top experts across the industry from all, you know, throughout the United States to be interviewed on topics. Um, so my last two questions for you is number one, what do you hope to achieve with the What Would Larry Do podcast, or as I'd like to call it, the WWLD? Well, I, I think first of all, um, going out to anyone who does aesthetics to just understand we're available, give us a call, we'll help you any way we can. We don't look at as anyone as being our competition. We, we, we look at if we help you and prevent a problem, that helps the industry. Mm-hmm. And so it's important that everyone do well. 
And I think that is, you know, it's, it's our, it's our thing. It's, it is our DNA and that's what our team of, uh, of experts, that's, that's what we believe in. And so don't hesitate, give us a call. And if we can help you, we certainly will. Um, as far as patients are concerned, I, I, I would like you to just really take a look at aesthetics if you haven't. Don't be afraid of it. Come in and try something. Get a little something done, but do a little research. You know, check out who you're doing it. And, you know, there, there are great practices all over, you know, Arizona and other places, but there are also practices that are... Um, average and this is your skin this is your face it is your body so you know sometimes uh, uh, exceptional or outstanding is maybe a slightly more expensive mm -hmm. you have to determine what you are willing to go with but I, I I think that if you do take a good evaluation and really check out who you're going to, yes. that will be very helpful for you. And just for safety purposes, you know, and I always like to put out there, we all want to get the best deal. But when it comes to medical procedures and aesthetics, the cheapest is not always the best. And sometimes the cheapest is somebody who actually doesn't have a medical license and will go to yes. jail later on for what they're doing. And there is that going on right now. And there yes. are people doing this that are not certified, yes. not trained doing this. And there's you know, Botox parties in a house with alcohol and what have you. So, you know, don't go there. You don't up, do that. You end up like Priscilla Presley if you go yeah, there. Because exactly. that's exactly how that happened. Yeah. So <laughs> An pay attention. An unlicensed physician. Yep. yep. Pay attention. Ask good questions. Go ahead and get into it, but get into it wisely. Good. And I agree with that. Well, thank you all for joining us today. And then we hope to see you next time. Thank you for listening to What Would Larry Do? Featuring Dr. Ann. Hear it live each week here or anytime 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com.